Okay, I want you to try again. This time you've got to say Views from the Sofa Presents. Go for it. Views from the Sofa Presents! Perfect. Hello everybody and welcome to the Wrestling Predict Cast. We have got an absolutely mammoth episode for you today. Um, we always try and stick to like a strict hours episode, um, but we've got 10 matches to discuss. So uh, you'll have to bear with us if we zip through a few, which means we're going to get straight into it. Um, joining me as always are my friends, co-hosts and first and foremost competitors. Um Joining me first is a man who's just relishing the opportunity to see John Cena wrestle for the first time properly. It's Luke. How are you, Luke? Yeah, I'm really good, man. I'm just really, I'm really pleased I've made it onto your friend list now. So that's 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 a positive start for me. Oh, there you go. Yeah, I'm pretty certain I describe you as that every every episode. But thanks <laughs> thanks for listening. Yeah, great. You can relegate a guy pretty quick. Um, on the other side of this is a man far more excited for CM Punk's debut on AEW than he is for any match on SummerSlam. It's Joe. Yeah, that's, that, that is fair, mate. <laughs> <laughs> Two initial corrections. I'd like to correct you straight away. Um, number one is we always aim for an hour, but we never achieve it. And two, we're not friends. Okay, nice. <laughs> My word, what a start. Okay, so we have got ridiculous amount to get through. We've got 10 matches announced for SummerSlam. I'm sure there's probably going to be more added to the card. They're clearly trying to make this the WrestleMania of the WrestleMania we never really had. Full stadium, full um, capacity. Um, and in a kind of change from the usual proceedings, it's on a Saturday night. Saturday night's a better night for a pay-per-view, isn't it, Luke? I mean, I still won't watch it on Saturday night. <laughs> yeah, but you could watch it Sunday. Like, the idea that you could watch it like the yeah. night after on a Sunday as opposed to what most of us do, which is avoid spoilers for 24 hours. Yeah, that is much, much better, to be fair. That is much better. Do you, any, either of you two know why this is the case? Because no. I don't. I legit, legitimately, I, I, I don't know why this is the case. I don't know if there was a thing I've missed. Is this going to be it going forward, do you reckon? Was it not? Um, I feel like, I'm, I might be completely wrong, but I feel like there might be an NFL match the next day in the same stadium. Oh, uh, okay. Because oh. it's like the preseason, it's like the preseason games in NFL now. So, oh, oh, I might be wrong. But it might just be that that is on and therefore they wanted to try and get as many viewers as possible. I don't know. I think it's probably what you said. I don't think they're going to change it to every Saturday from now on. No. I, I'd, I'd hope it would be Saturdays from now on. That would be much better. But, yeah, it's probably what you well, said. They, they right, but... They've got because they've got NXT the next day, haven't they? I know we they do. have, yeah. Uh, he who shall not be named. But, yeah, we um, there's an NXT on the Sunday, isn't there? So they've flicked it around. But I'm, I'm delighted. I, I quite like that. I'll do it on Saturday because I can actually watch it on a Sunday without trying to, like, squeeze it in during work time. Um, like... and, there's, and there's an opportunity. There is a, even a little hint of a time that I might at some point, decide to stay up. See, if we're talking like 20-year-old Joe and Ben, mm. we, we would do that, I think. Absolutely. Like, we'd be like, well, we'll just get, we'll, we'll, we'll get pissed up and then we'll stay yeah. up watching it and then we'll let, never see misjudge it and then fall asleep during the first couple of ma- matches. Yeah. But we, we, the intention would have 100% been there for that. I mean, yeah. I'm, I'm assuming you're talking about the big ones, though, rather than just like an extreme rules randomly. Oh, no. I mean, me and Joe used to meet up to watch any pay-per-view we could meet up and watch. So, me, there was a good chance me and Joe would have stayed up to watch like Extreme Rules or TLC because it's like Saturday night, why not get a few beers, be asleep by three o'clock on the couch, having missed, every, <laughs> having missed everything. And yeah, no, that, that, we'd, we'd, have, we'd have done anything and everything. We, we, yeah, so yeah, well, back, back in the day. Back in the day, Luke, we watched, I remember I would distinctly go and watch like WrestleMania at Ben's and 
then we'd be so hooked by WrestleMania that we'd like we'd then try and watch Raw and or SmackDown because it probably it would never be the weekend after WrestleMania. Yeah. Uh, so we'd try and get through like I don't know ten hours of wrestling in one evening, um, having started at about six points in at probably eight pm. Um, yeah. So they were they were the days, weren't they, mate? I mean, they were. Lives and girlfriends and stuff. It all went downhill from there. It was kids for me, mate. It was kids for me. But they'll they'll get into it at some point. I'll be sat up with them watching it through the night. So, right then, we'll get str- we'll get well, straight. Busy. Yeah, twelve minutes. Yeah, <laughs> me and me ten year old son. Um, <laughs> right then, we have got ten matches to discuss. We're going to get straight into it. The way the wrestling predict cast works is we have we run down and we predict every single match in an ongoing competition that Joe is absolutely winning at the moment. But he's also competing not just with me and Luke, but also the the wrestling predict cast listeners. And the fact that there are ten matches on this card means that everything is possible, anything is possible, and the points could change drastically and dramatically. We also have wild cards in play, and we'll get to those as they appear. There are shockingly though no wild cards in the Eva Marie versus Alexa Bliss match. Now we only have a short amount of time to discuss this, so. If you don't feel you really want to dissect Eva Marie versus Alexa Bliss, you don't have to. Um, Joe, I'm going to go to you first. Eva Marie versus Alexa Bliss. Obviously, Dewdrop's going to play a part in this. Um, who do you see winning? Um, I'm going to go with Alexa Bliss. Okay. Did you want to discuss that any further? Debate? Talk about it? Okay. Luke, who do you see for Eva Marie versus Alexa Bliss? The same, Alexa Bliss. Waste of time on the card. Yeah, yeah, I, I absolutely agree. Uh, and I'm going to go exactly the same as well. There is no reason for Eva Marie to win this match at all. Um, on a side note, I know we shouldn't really be discussing it. Uh, they're going to separate her from Dewdrop, Dewdrop soon, right? Like this is the separation point, right? Maybe. I'm, 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 I'm too honest, mate. Like, I'm not. I'm just not bothered about this. Like the whole storyline is just the opposite of what I want to watch in wrestling. But what I am surprised about though is the crowd like lo- are loving Alexa Bliss. Yeah. We've, yeah. Discussed before, mate. We've discussed this before. Come on. Like the Alexa Bliss versus Eva Marie is an easy match to make, isn't it? Right. So you're just so that's it, is it? It's just even easy, easy match. We move on, that's it. Takes up gets gets it's more it. women on the card and that's that. It's an easy match to watch, that's what you're saying, Joe, right? It's an easy match to watch, yeah. Like look. I don't know. I think that I think the person losing out on this is Dewdrop or Piper Niven is actual as her actual name is, 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 is which is a better name, because um, she's a solid wrestler. She's actually a decent wrestler. There was excitement for her coming to WWE, so I'm kind of really hoping they give her a chance to actually do some proper wrestling at some point. Because I think her versus some actual decent people could be an, a good addition to the women's roster. So there's yeah, something in that. She'll um, fall into the overweight wrestler category that Vince McMahon doesn't like and so has to go to the performance centre and never makes it. <laughs> and also, Ben, can I just correct you again? I'd just like to call you up on your facts here. Um, Kip, Piper Niven is not a real name, obviously. It's Kimberly Benson. Uh, no, Piper Niven's a state of the name she came in as a wrestler, though. No, that's what she was on. Um, that's what she was in the uh, May Young Classic when she wrestled in that. I'm only, I'm only joking with you. I just, what, that does, I mean, that does annoy me, the Dewdrop thing, right? Because it's like, it's like, how unimportant is NXT UK slash NXT slash the Mayo Classic? Because we don't, we don't, we're going to change her name to make sure you don't remember this. Even if you have by chance watched it, you won't remember. 
Like, you just don't watch it. Don't watch NXT UK. There's a, and I know we're already we're already going off this, and I know we shouldn't be. There is a clear reason that um, Adam Cole is not signing a contract with WWE because he's looking at I've done everything I can at NXT, and there is absolutely no way I'm joining that main roster. Because what look at the look at the previous that he's got. Look at if he looks back at that and looks at all the main roster people that have moved up now from NXT up. There's no co- there's no correlation. There's no link. They don't seem to take any sort of hint of what you were before wrestling where you were. So he's probably looking at that going, I've done everything I can in NXT and my girlfriend slash wife is over at AEW. So that's it. I'm, I'm, I'm off there. Can I just make a suggestion there with Adam Cole? I think we're missing a trick here, right? You know, do you remember that weird angle we had where it was Kurt Angle and uh, Jason Jordan? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Where Jason Jordan was Kurt Angle's kid for no reason. Well, just take that one step further, and Michael Cole and Adam Cole makes perfect sense. Do the the story on Perfect sense? Yeah. Michael Cole, Adam Cole's dad. No, no, I get I've got the same second name here, but that makes perfect sense that he's, he's, and that's going to help Adam Cole's career, is it? Yeah, and then what we'll do is we'll have them feud against the Mysterios in the first ever father and son feud. Nice. (laughs) This is going downhill very quickly. (laughs) We're moving, we're we're moving on very quickly. Right then. um, you know where you heard it first. <laughs> How many times have you heard that? Yeah, that's fair. Hey, we we got we got stuff right. We got we got stuff right last time. I I, I called stuff. We're, we're we're moving on. Right. So, next match <laughs> in the matches we don't need to discuss: Drew McIntyre versus Jinder Mahal for the um, Battle of the Props. Drew McIntyre's sword versus Jinder Mahal's motorbike in the feud no one cares about. That's not helping anybody. Um, Luke. Drew McIntyre versus Jinder Mahal. Now, this is Joe's wildcard, so he's got to have Drew McIntyre. Um, The reason we have wildcard is to try and keep our predictions separate so we don't all go for the same thing, as we've just seen with the Alexa Bliss match. So Joe's got to have Drew McIntyre. Luke, you've got to have Jinder Mahal. How are you feeling about that? Um, I think, obviously, I'd rather pick... I'd rather have Drew McIntyre, but I don't think I'm totally unhappy with Jinder Mahal. I think there could be a possibility he wins it. Um, because I think the ultimate ultimate thing is they're, they're going to have a gimmick match with the sword and toy motorbike and whatever it is going to be, extreme rules. So I think this leads to another match anyway. So Jinder Mahal could win by some sort of shenanigans, but equally I, th- I'd, I would pick Drew McIntyre, but I'm not unhappy with Jinder Mahal. I was, I was going down the kind of same route because I was going down the route that Drew McIntyre could lose this on disqualification. Do you know what I mean? Like Jinder Mahal could win it on disqualification but it still makes drew look really strong mm. my worry is i just don't this just doesn't help drew at all and he's just floundering now this just does not help him what's your thoughts joe happy to have drew um i think on balance you've got to be having you right like it makes sense I, I agree with you though i do think there is there's an element of what's the point of this what's the point of this feud if drew just beats ginger clean and that's it i think you're right you're right about the extreme uh, yeah it could be extreme rules how about the the first ever sword and the stone match where the aim of the match is to place the sword in the stone and they fight amongst themselves to get to that point? That's There's been worse gimmicks than that. Oh, absolutely. That, that, that's actually a gimmick that makes sense, works with the story. You know, whoever whoever gets the sword in the... No, you've got to be... It's got to be pull the sword from the stone and whoever gets it gets to keep the sword. Yeah, okay. If, yeah, that makes more sense. Yeah, I'm, I'm happy with that. Maybe Does that can, work? You know, he can, like, you know how he goes out and like jimmies it into the like the ring the ring like the yeah. um, walkway maybe it's like the first one to get that out jobs are good perfect pyro it up 
you know what? You've actually made that feud way more interesting with oh, just that gimmick match. Yeah, no, you really have. Oh, come on, what is it at the moment? It's 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 Drew raises his sword in the air and, and Jinder Mahal and his cronies run away every week. It's so dull. And it just it's just not helping Drew whatsoever. And, and, and this is the sort of thing that like annoys me a bit because he's not actually going to kill him with a sword, is he? No. <laughs> no, you're right. You're right. What is what are you running away for? Like what? What? Why are you that terrified of him with a sword? You're, you're absolutely right. Yeah, because apparently Jinder Mahal's family have got like an ancestral musket. Well, no issues, then, is it? Right. <laughs> <laughs> That's the match you want to see: musket versus sword. Right then. Um, so, you know, I think we would have all probably gone Drew McIntyre, but there's a chance Jinder could win this. And if this feud has to continue, it has to continue. Um, right, we're going to move on now to, again, another match that could be, I think, is pretty clear-cut who's winning it and where it's going. Um, it's the Usos versus the Mysterios for the SmackDown Tag Team Championships. Um, I think, and I don't know if you guys agree with me, but I think it's pretty clear the Usos are going to win this. And then I would predict this is the Mysterio splitting. Because I think there's been a full-on... There's a little rift here where they keep, you know, Ray keeps giving Dominic advice and Dominic's not always winning off the advice. And, you know, there seems to be trouble in paradise and it's not quite working. And Dominic's using shady tactics to win matches. And I think the way to go is turn Dominic against his dad. That's a nice little feud. Uh, Go on, Luke. His dad, like Ray Mysterio, is literally calling Dominic out for being crap. (laughs) Yeah. No, I feel it's fine. I mean, you're not wrong. You're not. You're, you're, when he's actually, yeah, you're, you're not. You're not wrong, Luke. So, are you saying you agree with Ray? And actually, all he's doing this is this is absolutely uh, real life yeah. shoot, shoot booking. Yeah, fair enough. <laughs> We've said before, haven't we? Have Dominic? You know, I think he started well, but he hasn't really progressed from there, and he's made quite a few mistakes. And that seems to be like the actual storyline: you're making mistakes and you crap. Did, would you do, did you like the opportunity do you like the the potential of a Dominic versus Ray Luke um, it doesn't really interest me to be honest ah, fair enough what do you who do you reckon <laughs> do, you, do you think the Usos are winning this match yeah I think so uh, yeah I still I still my like, broken record here I still think Mysterio should have won the title at WrestleMania they should have lost it around now to the Usos and kind of gone from there rather than having like 20 matches between them all but um yeah I just hope I just want to move on from this feud i thought like this this could have just been done on a smackdown didn't have to be on SummerSlam. yeah that's there's something in that what's your thoughts joe uh yeah pretty much echo your two view i think i think the thing that's annoying me about WWE, and there's many things but one of the things is it's like if they do do the if they do do the breakup now they've telegraphed it so much like why do you need to do that just just do the break, like just do the breakup without having four weeks of a seeing dissension between the Mysterios. Like it's no, like it's no issue. I would rather it be a surprise than you go. Well, they've been building up to it for like the last yeah. four weeks of Ray calling Dominic crap. Like it's just like what's like what's there's no there's no there's no there's no need for that. Like if they lose the belts, that's reason enough for Dominic to turn on Ray because. Ray's not good enough for Dominic. You know, don't, don't need to don't telegraph it. Um, but yeah, I think Uso's a winning it, and then I think we are getting a we are getting a split up. And do do we need Ray versus Dominic at Extreme Rules in a winner stays in the family match? I think we do. It's not a bad match. There's there's worse matches. 
I think the, it's going to be a bit... Dom, Dominic needs Ray, as bad as it sounds. The minute that Ray and Dominic split up, unless they do something really drastic with Dominic's character, like make him something really, like a really nasty heel or something like that, he will end up chasing that 24-7 championship by the end of next month. Or Please. by, by like 12 months... Uh, uh, Two, two, three, four weeks after losing to his dad, you know, you know whatever. What, do you know what I genuinely do with Dominic to to turn him? Oh, I presume he's going heel at this point as well. Yeah. I would steal. I would get him to steal Rey Mysterio's mask, nice. and then wear that, and then have that as his thing. And then you could even do an Extreme Rules ma- match, which is mask versus mask or some crap like that. And the winner gets to the like the loser leaves town, and the winner becomes the new King Mysterio. You know. You could have, you could literally have winner keeps the Mysterio name. He just stops being dominant. You could just call him Mysterio. You know, they love they love shortening names anyway to single ones. But that would, I mean, that's a great story. That's like, you know, yeah. Max versus Max. The other guy's just Ray. <laughs> yeah. That's just Ray. That's Ray. Do you know I can't get over? Just like how much taller Dominic is than Ray? It just doesn't make any sense. It's because he's not his real dad, Eddie. Yeah. It's Eddie Gravis's dad. Allegedly, allegedly, because <laughs> this actually goes out to the public, but 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 obviously not because they had parentage on a pole. So uh, we we know that's been cleared up legally and um, biologically. Biologically, yeah, that's the main thing. Yeah, that's the one. Yeah. Okay, then. So we'll see where it goes for the Mysterios, and you know, um, the battle for the Mysterio name at Extreme Rules. You heard it here first, right? We're going to carry on with the tag team theme. Um, and the idea of, of of teams splitting or not splitting and, and go with the uh, RK Bro saga. It's AJ Styles and Omos, the Raw Tag Team Champions, versus RK Bro. Obviously, Randy Orton's been absent from uh, Raw for a few weeks, and then he came back in what was a weird storytelling angle of just saying to Riddle, we're not a team, I don't want to be a team, we're not together. So Riddle had to re-persuade him over two episodes to be back together again. Not doing what I would have done, which is clearly have Riddle saved by Randy Orton, which is what I thought they were going for for weeks now. That you know, Omos and Styles would beat up Randy Orton, uh, beat up Riddle, and Randy would make the save, and the crowd would go wild for it. But RK Bro versus Styles and Omos, um, Joe, where do you see this one going? Before I answer that question, mate, can I ask you a question about how you were when um, when they when you thought they might break up RK Bro and Randy or uh, well RK Bro because they are your like dream team, aren't they at the moment? I never thought they would. There was no way they were doing it now. That's what I mean. It, it, they, this was the match that was always going to happen, so it just didn't make any sense to do it the way they did it. There was never there was never a part of me that thought that Randy Orton and Riddle were not facing AJ and Omos at SummerSlam. It was just surely there's an easy way a great pop for the crowd there's a very you know i know it's predictable and i know we don't always like the predictable route but sometimes the predictable route is also the one you kind of want to see and i want you to see riddle getting beaten down then randy comes in rkos and both and saves riddle and you go right well, there you go those that team's back together again and we're all sorted it it was just a really weird way of doing it particularly because the whole crowd were like we all want you together so just let's let's just move forward and get you guys back together again so yeah, I, I never for a moment thought that they were splitting up. Never. So you're sticking with you, sticking with your boys, aren't you? That's nice to say. Oh, absolutely. Um, I don't. I don't. This this match, I don't know the answer to. To be honest with you, um, I think I'm probably going to go for. I'm probably going to go for RK, bro. Okay. 
I, I, I don't have a, I don't have a strong opinion on this one. I think the logical thing is probably to keep it on them, uh, on um, AJ and Amos. But I, they haven't really done a lot since is it WrestleMania they won it at? I don't yeah. think it's been that exciting the total reign. And I I think you could do. I mean, you know, I, we keep fancy booking, and none of this will actually come to fruition. But I, I feel like that you could do some interesting stuff when Randy Orton and Matt Riddle have got the belts. So I'm gonna I'm gonna go with that. I'm gonna I'm gonna go. I feel like that's a controversial pick, but I'm gonna go for RK Bro. What do you think, Ben? Um, I'm absolutely going RK Bro. Natural, I it's a natural place this is going. No, it's always and, and, and me. Yeah, this oh, is always. Oh, see, when oh. you said you weren't sure where it was going, I thought you might be going controversial and going AJ and Almost. There's yeah, no, I thought that too. <laughs> for me, there's no way AJ and Almost are keeping the belts. It just doesn't make sense. You you build this team, you make them a little bit of doubt, and then they win the belts. They keep the belts. I'd like I said I'd have them keep the belts for ages, and then this is your this is your mania match. This I I keep saying it. I keep predicting it. Keep this team together until mania. Get merch get gimmick but make randy Orton, like randy orton is loving this partnership with riddle at the minute you can see it every time they're in the ring and it just it works so yeah give them the belts and keep the belts on them i don't think i've ever seen you this excited about anything before this team like honestly like you look you love rk i love rk bro i love rk bro i am buying rk bro merch that way yeah that's what's happening i'll be wearing it for the next podcast but you know what? I think Ben's not alone. I think there's a lot of people that really love RK Bro. Yeah. Genuinely, like yeah. the the, ab- the crowd are absolutely loving it. So WWE would be stupid not to like cash in on it. And you just keep it going and keep it going. It's not going to get dull. It's not going because Riddle is very clever with what he does. Orton is a perfect straight man in this. The same way when they had um, Riddle with. Um, Pete Dunne in NXT and that was a perfect tag team and then obviously it was coronavirus wasn't it I think ended up splitting those two up prematurely Um, that worked because Riddle's a great comedy foil and then he needs that kind of reluctant straight man this is literally that tag team but better because Randy Orton is just so reluctant but it works I think like when these two when literally when these two are in Raw it's like it gets my attention again there's so much of Raw that I just kind of, I'm half watching. This is something where I'm like, this is great. So, yeah, too right. I'm excited about it. So, yeah, okay. So, all three of us going for RK, bro. I'm just pleased to see you. I'm just pleased to see you excited about something, Matt. It's good, it's good to see. Thanks, Matt. And, 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 you're absolutely, and you're absolutely right. Like, there is not a lot. There is not a lot of good stuff in Raw. I mean, I got quite, I got lost interest reading the results. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, like, you know, so, uh, okay, bro, if that's, keep, if that's keeping you going, mate, fair play to you. Fair play to you. Well, when we have to compare it to the next match, which is for the United States Championship and is Sheamus versus Damian Priest, um, there might be a reason. Okay, bro, makes me so excited. Uh, Luke, Sheamus versus Damian Priest. Who are you going for? Damian Priest, definitely. Why, um, why definitely? Because I feel like that... It's just time for a new champion. Like Seamus has kind of run through quite a few people now. He's had it for quite a long time with the same sort of gimmick. And I just can't imagine him holding it for much longer, doing the same thing. So I just feel like it needs to be a bit of a change. I think Priest has, has done okay. Um, I don't think he'll hold the belt for long, but I think he, I think it's an, e- an easy one just to have a belt change and to put it on Priest. Fair enough. Joe, do you agree? Um, yeah. 
I mean, if there was an opportunity not to really talk that much about this match, I'd be I'd be delighted with that. But as an audio podcast, not ideal. So um, like, I just think I just think Sheamus's title reign has been really uninspired. Like, I think I think before did he win that at WrestleMania as well? Yeah. I think up until WrestleMania, he'd done some really good stuff, hadn't he? And it was really like, and, he, and when he when he got the belt at WrestleMania, you thought. Fair play. He's done a really good job for you. He's really sorted you out. Acknowledge that fact. Acknowledge that fact. Because it was, it was a few of Drew McIntyre, wasn't it? Yeah, it was, yeah. He did really good stuff. And you were like, fair enough, give him the belt. And then I think he's fought like Humberto Carrillo and like other people that are kind of on the same level as Humberto Carrillo. So like Ricochet and... Well, it's just been it's just been dross. Like, you could have such a good secondary belt there with like... And with, with people that are already, like, Keith Lee, Jeff Hardy, yeah. um, and Cross, like, if that was, like, you could you could have such a mint, like, six-way match, like, you could make it, you could make that belt amazing by having, like, a brilliant six-way ladder match with an interlinking stories and loads of different people. And instead, we've got Damien Priest, who seems to be most of his time spent with a guy that just referred, like, just likes being moist the whole time. Don't really, yeah. get, don't really get it. It's just a bit crap it's it you're absolutely right Seamus is the perfect person to have this belt to elevate someone else yeah and Seamus is still like Seamus is still a great wrestler and he's a proper um he's a proper like asset to WWE because he's a veteran he's if you beat Seamus it means something and Damian Priest is the perfect kind of competitor for him but it has absolutely lost its way with the fact that he had to face Umberto Carrillo and we all know that all right the reasons that you know, Keith Lee's released the reasons he's been absent from, from WWE and all the rest of that recently. So that couldn't have been, um, couldn't have been helped, but Keith Lee should be in this position. And, you know, even if you were building, I mean, in an ideal world, this would almost be Keith Lee versus Damian priest. And you'd be going, right, go, we're building two future stars, big feud if they'd done it properly, but you're right. It just, it doesn't feel big enough and you don't care enough. And I don't think it's going to do enough for Damian priest either. And again, I think Damian priest is going to end up being, and also ran just like Humberto Carrillo is now and, and, and so many other people are. I just don't see him. I don't think he's got enough to to, to make it, unfortunately. How old, is, how old is Damien Priest? He looks about 50. No, Damien <laughs> Priest is, is, is like late 30s. He's something like 38, considering how they're pushing him. He's, he's, somewhere, he's, he's definitely somewhere like 36 to 40. He's, that, he's, he's old for someone they've brought up to NXT and are pushing now. It's an old... It's an, yeah. They do seem to like him, don't they? I'm not... I'm not like I don't dislike him. I just don't think he's anything special. Like it's not the future of the company, is he? And I'm just no. sort of like, what we're we doing here? Like the, the yeah. I'm going to go on a tangent, so I'm going to go for it. Bottle, no, I'm going to bottle that up for another podcast because it just feels like it just feels like you're, you're you're wasting a lot of TV time on people that you just don't aren't the future of the company, and then you wonder why you need to bring back all these legends to to fill in these gaps. It's because you've got, you know, so much of your time occupied by The Miz and Morrison and Damian Priest and AJ Styles, who is being used rubbish, and Sheamus, who must all be in their, like, late 30s, 40s. Yep. And you've got all the people in NXT that you could bring up and, like, people like Karrion Cross, and you could do and Johnny Gagano, and you could do all this stuff with them. And instead, it's just rubbish. Let's put Jeff Hardy back on. I mean, how old is Jeff Hardy now? About 45? Well, imagine if you had a weekly TV show where you could showcase the best of the future talent. And then what you could do for the people that haven't seen it is maybe make a really good three to four minute promo package of the best of that, um, that could advertise that weekly show and also elevate the people you're bringing through. 
and then maybe bring that fan base. Imagine if they had that opportunity. I mean, that'd be that would be revolutionary almost. So what you're saying, mate, is maybe don't release all the people that get over the crowd so that you can strengthen a rival. Is that what you're thinking as well? As part of that. I, I think that that would be really clever. Yeah, I definitely yeah, I definitely wouldn't I definitely wouldn't take the belt off a bloke and then release him two weeks later. I definitely wouldn't do something <laughs> ridiculous like that. Um okay. Moving on to ridiculous poor choices. Uh, we're gonna talk about Bobby Lashley versus Goldberg. Um Oh, I'm also going Damien Priest. I don't know if I made that clear, but I'm going Damien Priest as well. There's no way Seamus keeping that belt. I don't know if there was a little bit of subtext in what we just said there. I don't know. I'm not an expert, but it just felt like there was a little bit of a subtext. Anyway, sorry, carry on. It might be something we have to talk about in a later podcast, mate. You know when you're just sitting there and suddenly you get asked a question like this? And your heart sinks. You know that if you get this question wrong, you're probably going to have a fight. You might even get divorced. So you panic and you think, how about one involving an exoskeleton? And then you hear... Yeah, but which one involving an exoskeleton? And then you've got nothing. You've called for an exoskeleton movie and you haven't got one in your locker. Well, the great news is there's a new podcast out that covers lists on all kinds of movie-related trivia. It's that movie list podcast. So the next time you make outlandish suggestions like exoskeletons, funniest films or explosions, and you end up getting it wrong, and you end up having a fight and probably getting divorced, at least you'll have someone to blame. That movie list podcast by Views from a Sofa Network. Uh, Bobby Lashley versus Goldberg. So Goldberg has come back yet again for one of his um, contracted two matches a year to face the WWE champion, Bobby Lashley. Um, I mean, I'm going Bobby Lashley for this. When I first wrote it down, a little part of me thought, well, there's absolutely no way Bobby Lashley's losing the belt to Goldberg. And then I remembered that I've been there before and I've thought that before. And there's just a little part of me, just a little tiny part of me that might think that Goldberg could take this belt off Bobby Lashley. Now, I don't think he will. I don't think WWE have enough faith in Goldberg to give him the belt again. But, you know, Maybe. What do you reckon, Luke? Bobby Lashley versus Goldberg? Yeah, I mean, I mean, like you were just saying, I think when he fought The Fiend, everyone was like, there's no way that Goldberg's going to win this. And then he did. Um, yeah. so, so, so you're right. There's definitely a possibility. But I think, like, I think Joe said on the last podcast, it's literally going to be Spear, Spear, like, failed jackhammer, Spear, hurt luck, end. <laughs> and I think yeah, Bobby Lashley's got to win. Yes. If 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 Goldberg wins this, it's just ridiculous. You open SummerSlam with this match, don't you? This you so, just get this out of the way. Yeah, you certainly don't end it on this. No, God, I, no, God, I, no, no. I think you might have this as like I think you might have a really good match. I think maybe like your Seth Rollins versus Edge, yeah. and then you go for it, like this is your piss break afterwards, isn't it? That's what. I, <laughs> God, the, the thing is, the crowd can't decide with Goldberg because they because they chant his name and they cheer when his entrance goes out there. Then the moment he says anything, they just boo him like mad. So it's just like it's like we love the idea of your bill, but could you stay away? Like no, you, know, you want to go, no. sit there and go Goldberg. Like if we if we saw Goldberg, we'd absolutely do that. Like there's absolutely no way you wouldn't do that. And you'd be like, yeah. oh yeah, sorry, I just forgot his absolute crap. <laughs> And then boom. Yeah. You want, to chant, you want to chant his name, but you don't want him to actually respond to the chant. It's like... Yeah, I want to be in a Goldberg chat where he doesn't, then doesn't appear. That's yeah, why. Exactly. <laughs> so, Joe, are you going Goldberg? Uh, so, I'm worried about this. I think I'm, I am going Lashley, right? Because I think, well, you'd be a mug not to. 
there is a part of me that wonders if that contract where he's got two fights a year involves him also having one of those two fights win a bet, win the world title because that's what's happened so far. Yeah, he said like he's been he's two years into this fight into this contract and he just wins the belt and then loses it and then wins the belt and then loses it and God help us if that's the case. Has he already added another fight this year? I, if it's no. calendar year, no. This will be his first match of the calendar year. So unless they wait for like Survivor Series or something to bring him back, be too soon. Be, but if you're thinking, Luke, what he could do is he could win it and then lose it. Mm. But I don't know. I just I there was part of me that was wondering whether this, this might be a, a tangent thought, but there is part of me that's wondering whether Goldberg versus Roman Reigns might make sense for Survivor Series. Yeah. There's so much time between now and then that you wouldn't give him the belt now, surely. Like, God help us. You know, like, on the run that we just had, or the run that I was I tried delicately to avoid about pushing people that are, like, in the 40s. Well, what's Goldberg? He's talking about his 80s. I'd rather have, I'd rather have Ric Flair as champion, honestly. I, honestly, I would. I would honestly rather have Ric Flair as champion than, 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 um, than Goldberg. Honestly. I think what... Not, a big part of what bothers me about Goldberg as well is how much he is now phoning it in. Yeah. Like, it's not even... Like, you, if you compare it to the same... To, let's face it, almost the same match on the other show. So, Cena's comeback, veteran, comeback, part-timer, if you want to call it that, comeback to do one big match. Cena's putting the work in. Cena's been on, you know, majority of the shows between his, his, his return at Hell and the, uh, Money in the Bank to SummerSlam. And he's actually doing decent promos. Him versus Reigns is exciting when it's in the ring. He's hitting people with moves. You know, they don't look great. I mean, he really struggled with the attitude adjustment on Baron Corbin. But, you know, we can breeze over that. But Goldberg is doing nothing. He's shown up to, like, one show. He's just, he said very little. He says his usual catchphrases. And you can tell that he's here for the money. And that's it. And that's what, that's what winds people up more. It's just like, he's, he doesn't even care. So the thought of putting the belt on him, and then having him be an absent champion for the months and months on end you'd need, it just it's just not a prospect you want at all. With the exception, with the exception of the Jackhammer, with the exception, sorry, Luke, with the exception of the Jackhammer, there's nothing that Goldberg has done that I couldn't do in the whole of his in the whole of this promo and probably the match. Yeah, that's fair. That, there's there's something there's absolutely something in that. Yeah. I was just gonna say that like, and Raw can't cope with that either because they've got a three hour show they need to fill. Fill it with a little bit, you know. You need someone like Bobby Lashley to to do a little, you know. You can't just have Goldberg as an absent champion. No, make Raw even worse. That's that's exactly right. That's it. and it just diminishes Bobby Lashley as well because they're having to give an MVP's doing his his hardest. MVP's doing a solid job, but he's not. He's decent, but he's not Paul Heyman. So at some point you start listening to MVP holding the five minutes they're giving him, and you're just zoning out because he's just not charismatic enough to hold a, a single promo and a whole program on his own. We called we called it months ago, but I genuinely believe that this 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 crap. I can say crap, can't I, Ben? You got to edit yes, you can. Part. You can say crap. That's fine. Oh, I hope so. We've said it quite a lot on this podcast. Yeah, you know, right? <laughs> when I first said it, I thought brilliant. I'll just start saying crap all the time rather than anything else that I wouldn't bear enough to bleep out now. Beef. Um, I, I I think I think this is a result of them trying to get Lesnar and not getting him basically because it's rubbish. It's just rubbish. Yeah, like. Goldberg is like, yeah, oh, we've we've dropped to we've dropped a bollock here. We've got like no we've got no solution to how we're going to get out of this problem. So here's Goldberg beating the fiend, or here's Goldberg like winning the world title again, or whatever, whatever. Like it's just it's just 
he's just desperate and he's not very good. He's not good at all. There's so many wrestlers I'd rather have as it was. I'd rather have MVP versus Lashley. That'd do. Yeah, sure. Yeah, it's a more that. interesting story. I'd take that. I'd take MVP right, versus yeah, Lashley. Yeah, that's Benjamin versus, versus Bobby Lashley if you build it right. Oh, no, that's too far. <laughs> <laughs> oh, sorry, man. I should have said the Lucha House party. What then? <laughs> <laughs> What's left of them? Right then. Talking of returnees, we've got a better version of a returnee as our next match to predict. Um, Sasha Banks made her glorious return on SmackDown a couple of weeks ago. They did probably the most, um, I don't know. I don't think anyone saw this going. What am I trying to say here? When Sasha Banks turned on Bianca Belair at the end of that show, I don't think anyone was surprised. I think it was the most obvious kind of non-turn or whatever you call it. Um, but Bianca Belair versus Sasha Banks. Now Sasha Banks is actually my wild card. So I've got to have Sasha Banks and you two have got to have Bianca Belair. Um, Joe, happy with the, the the prospect of having to back Bianca Belair for this match? Um, I wasn't sure. Yeah, I am only because I wasn't really sure which way I was going to go and this has made my decision for me. So like that'll work. Um, I don't think it's... I, I'm, I think it's... I think it's 60-40 Belair for me. Um, I think she's doing okay. I think I think she, like as a champion, you know, if you look at her and Rhea Ripley, I think um, she's in she's in pretty well with, with with her reign. Pretty happy with it. Like there's no need to there's no problem. I think. I mean, it doesn't it doesn't look great, does it? When you go in like it doesn't. I'm I don't, I'm being very negative about the rematch, and I'm I'm trying not to be. But I would say it doesn't look great when you go in like sweet. We've got WrestleMania. That's quite a big event, right? What we're going to do? We're just going to have that match, then we're going to knock one of them on the head for like three months and then bring her back for the next big event, which is SummerSlam. I don't think that, like, so what have you done in the, what have you done in the five months that it was between the two to build someone else? Um, but at the same time, their match at WrestleMania was probably the match of the night, so I'm not against watching that again. I'd much rather watch that again than a rematch of Jinder versus Drew at, um, at Extreme Rules, which is what I think is going to happen. That's fair. Uh, Luke, where do you think this is going? Bianca Belair versus Banks? Yeah, to be honest, I was 50-50 as well, but I'm not unhappy with Bianca Belair. I think if I had to, well, I do have to choose, but I think if I had the option, I think I would have gone with Bianca Belair anyway. Um, but I can see it going either way. I think I think either way, they're going to have a rematch of Extreme Rules. Um, so, you know, either Sasha Banks wins it and have a rematch or Bianca Belair wins it and have a rematch. <laughs> so... Um, yeah, I mean, I think like Joe said, they had a really had such a good match at WrestleMania. I think it'd be a really decent match, but I think with this card, it might just get lost a little bit. Um, it, it can't be as good as the WrestleMania match, I don't think. So, um, you know, it, it'll, be, it'll be good, but I'm, I'm not particularly excited by it. My, this, my, this could my, be an opener. My view on this was this 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 also suffered. I think this was meant to be Bailey versus. Bianca, yes, it uh, was going to be something decent. Like uh, we've said it before, but I think it was going to be like hair versus hair or something like that. Something like something a bit more of a spec, like you know, a bit more like spectacularly, spectacularly. That's not a word, but you know what I mean. Um, and I think they've gone. Oh, Bailey's injured. Sweet. Well, it's two days later on SmackDown. Let's get Sasha Banks out. Like, yeah, that's how it feels to me. Anyway, I think what. I am quite. I think you give this to Banks at this point. I think Belair's had the belt long enough, and I think Belair's suffer from the fact, like we've we've alluded to, there's no one else for her to fight. To be honest with you, 
Because if you take Bailey out, Banks clearly wasn't ready to come back yet. So then you've got a situation where she's fighting Carmella and it's just not it's not enough. You know, you, you had um, Selena Vega coming in as a contender. She hasn't won since she's come back. Literally has not won a match and they've thrown her in, 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 in the belt contention. That should be the first thing Bianca Belair says. You win a match, you get to face me. You know, and it's just, I think you give it to Banks so Belair's got something to chase. And then depending on where the draft goes, because I think the draft is in a month maybe. I think that's we're not too far off the draft, a month, two months away from that before Survivor Series. It might be that Belair goes across to Raw to face like a Charlotte champion and then you bring Becky Lynch back to SmackDown to face Banks. I think that's yeah. that might be the easy the the better way of doing it. I think um I think they're gonna wait till the draft to see where they put Seth Rollins to see where they put Becky Lynch. Because I would say that the, the obvious solution to this is have Bianca Belair versus Becky Lynch at some at some point. Not not straight away. But at the moment, because you're gonna you're gonna put Becky Lynch on the same brand as Seth Rollins, aren't you? Probably. Yes. Probably and that would be SmackDown at the moment, but I would probably hold fire on that until we decide where he's going. Because um, I think he could be a really good feud for Bobby Lashley, for example, maybe. Or if he did it before Survivor Series, you could have you could even have Seth Rollins win the belt and have him versus Roman in kind of a um, like win the belt on, on the line, but you get a one-on-one feud. That'd be that'd be good. I'd watch that. Um, so yeah, so I think the ultimate. I think I think potentially where we're going is we're going to have um, Becky Lynch versus Bianca at some point. But, um, that would be really- a big it'd be a big enough match. It's just face versus face. It depends on what you want to do with uh, Bianca Belair, whether you want to turn people against her. Thing is, I thing is, I know it's face versus face, and I, I'm, I'm with you. Like, but I don't, I don't think if it's done well, that's a problem. I'll go with that. No, if if you write it well enough, it doesn't matter. You're right. Yeah, like just have just, but you've got to build Bianca Belair, so it's not like a bloody Charlotte Flair versus Rhea Ripley, where it's no one cares. Yeah, I just feel like Becky Lynch is such a big face and so popular that they will never be able to put Bianca Blair across as well as Becky Lynch. It's, future, it's, it's the future versus the present, isn't it? That I think mm-hmm. that's the picture. You almost need Bianca Belair to have taken out Banks and taken out Charlotte. You almost, you almost need to, to have, have done it all and then Becky comes back as you haven't beaten me. I just, I think for me, they're going to want Becky on SmackDown, aren't they? That's the only thing I'm thinking is if you, you, your biggest rating show Raw is struggling, and I think they're going to go two ways with W. Is going to go two ways with Raw. They're either going to go, we'll let it go, and we'll just let it sink, and we'll put everything into SmackDown, or they try and save Raw if they can. But I think if if it was me, I would try and make SmackDown's numbers as bit as big as you possibly can, and and I think that's you put Becky Lynch on SmackDown. So, be interesting to see where the draft pulls that. I, I yeah, I'm good. I, I just stand by the fact that I don't think it's that difficult to save Raw. No. But like what you are putting on at the moment, because it, it is literally that, that's the case, right? SmackDown is decent, yep. I would, and Raw is crap, because I'm allowed to say that word. And just, you know, it's not difficult to save. It's not difficult to save it. You, you would not be on the rounds of possibility of getting that back. Just do better storylines. Get rid of John Morrison. Get rid of Alexa Bliss. Get rid of Nikki Ash. And make it two hours. And make it two hours. And get rid of the long promo at the start. And get rid of matches that don't matter. It's like, it's so simple. Whoever's, I don't understand how they can write SmackDown so well and write Raw so poorly. The whole contract signing thing for Baron Corbin and 
um, Finn Balor and John Cena and Roman Reigns, I, I was interested because I'd never seen a contract signing go that way before. It did not go the way you thought it was going to go. And you kind of look at it and go, that's good writing. That's good, solid writing because you didn't see it coming. You know it's going to be Cena Reigns, but I didn't know how Finn Balor was going to play into it. I didn't expect Baron Corbin to play into it. And you kind of come out the other end going, that's, that's actually decent. That was watchable. That was five, that's five minutes that worked. As opposed to Raw, which is literally the same show every week. And I mean it, the same show every yeah. single week. We haven't got any new, we haven't had new feeds for like three months now. It's, it, it's, un, it's, it is, it is unwatchable, I would argue, Raw, at this point. It, like, it's, 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 it's getting to, it's getting to that stage where I don't know who, I don't know who the million and a half people are that watch it. Like, that is fair play to them. And there's, and the thing that's going to scare WWE into action, if it hasn't already, is the fact that Dynamite will pull that number. The minute that CM Punk appears and maybe Daniel Bryan appears, they will pull that number without a shadow of a doubt. And if AEW beat Raw, they're just not going to stand for it. Well, mate, they, can I, they can't do it. So last last Friday the night was the first episode of Rampage, which is AEW's second show. And I'm not going to yeah. go on tangent on it, right? But it was it was three matches. It was a world title match where the world title changed hands. Okay, admittedly, it wasn't the AEW title. It was the Impact title, but it was still a world title, right? Brilliant storyline. Really well done. Then you had a TNT title, which is their secondary belt. Great match. And then you had the women's title. And all of them, all of the matches were brilliant. It was completely like, it was completely like, it was completely like what I want in wrestling. And then next week, CM Punk's coming. You're yeah. like, and on the other, on the flip of that, you got Charlotte versus Nikki Ash. Goldberg. Goldberg. Well, considering we've mentioned it, we'll go into that match next. Nikki Ash versus Charlotte versus Rhea Ripley, the triple threat that I called that you both said, I absolutely do not want to see that, um, is exactly what we're seeing. Um, Nikki Ash versus Charlotte versus Rhea Ripley. Um, Joe, where do you see it going? Um, I'm going to go with Nikki Ash. Any reason behind that? Anything you want to explain? I'm going to go with the Tony Nese rule because I've got nothing else. Mike, um, can you explain the Tony Nese rule that we haven't referenced since season one of the wrestling? Yeah, I've never, I've never heard of that. <laughs> yeah, Tony Nese. I've Tony never Nese. heard of Tony Nese, to be completely honest yeah. with you. Yeah, Tony. So, uh, in about 2016, Luke, when I was just a wee boy, um, Tony Nese won the Cruiserweight title. And for a while, we just gave him the benefit of doubt in all of our predictions because. Well, the cruiserweight title was actually on the main, like, was actually on pay-per-views randomly, yeah. and, on, uh, and on Raw and SmackDown. They even changed the, they changed the belt, they changed the ring to purple, they changed everything. It was, it was the two oh five live ten minutes they gave them on Raw every week. Two oh five, two oh five live still going, mate. Oh, I know it is. I can't. I, I hear about it every now and again. I can't believe that show's still going. I, I doesn't. It baffles me. They've, um, they had. Uh, I, I saw something where they had two oh five live the other week, and. Three of the six people on it were over two hundred five, like but like <laughs> they were like they were like something like there was like two wrestlers that were, like there was a rest, match between two wrestlers that were about two hundred and fifty pounds each, and then there was a guy that was like three hundred and something pounds on two hundred five live, and it's just like what what what's the point? You might as well yeah. Anyway anyway, um, so I'm going Nikki Ash on the, the Tony Nese rule for those who haven't listened and um, who don't want to go back to the archives. Shame on you. Um, it's basically if you win a belt and you defend it at the next pay-per-view, then you've got a good chance of winning it just on the basis that you've, you're have you a fairly recent incumbent of that belt. Um, and that is all that I'm... That's all the thought I'm willing to give to this match. I think Nikki Ash is retaining on the on the basis of 
having recently won it. Luke, do you agree? Do you think the Tony Nice rule is in effect? Um, I, I do, but just to try and be different, I'm going to go with Charlotte Flair because oh. I don't. I don't. I don't think Rhea Ripley's going to win it. I don't think there's a chance that she wins it back. No. Um, and I was 50-50, to be honest, between Nikki Ash and Charlotte Flair. The cynic in me just says that Nick is a filler until Becky Lynch comes back for the Charlotte Flair feud, and I think that might happen soon. And they just they just keep giving Charlotte the belt for a short reign to keep bumping up the numbers. And I, was, I just can see it happening again. And I don't want to have another pay per view where I don't predict her. Before Ben, before Ben answers, can I just make an observation about how it's nice that if we have triple threats, we all pick someone different. Just throwing it out there. There is not a there is, and usually you're absolutely bang on. Usually, I would go Rhea Ripley, but there is no way she is. And and you know what? This is something that if she wins it, you can put the. I will put this into the next podcast as me stating it, like we did with Luke saying that Edge was never going to win the Royal Rumble. Um, <laughs> there is no way Rhea Ripley is winning this belt. There's just there's just no way Rhea Ripley is winning this match. I cannot back Rhea Ripley on that, and I think there is way more chance. You could, you could. No, I'm definitely not. Nikki Ash is winning this belt. Nikki Ash is winning this. There's a ready-made Nikki versus Charlotte story. They just muddied with Rhea Ripley. She's barely been in the feud, to be completely honest with you. Um, it's Nikki Ash versus Charlotte going forward at Extreme you Rules. You can't, you can't have, you can't have this going forward. You can't. Oh, it's Nikki Ash versus Charlotte at Extreme Rules Stop every it. day of the week. Stop it. it is. It is. Well, come on. What else? You guys, you guys didn't believe me when I said that Rhea Ripley versus Charlotte versus Nikki was the next place this is going. Nikki's going to win this belt by pinning by pinning Rhea. Charlotte's going to say, "You never pinned me. You can't beat me, not properly." And Nikki versus Charlotte will be at some sort of random gimmick match that protects Nikki. And then I genuinely don't know where it goes from there. So now it's it's Nikki Ash is winning this, and it's Nikki Ash versus Charlotte Extreme Rules. You heard it here first. Kind of feel like. As, as someone that's not at the top of the leaderboard, you do back yourself a lot, don't you? <laughs> <laughs> I, I really hope that doesn't happen. Go with your suggestion. I mean, <laughs> it's, it's almost definite that Rear Ripley's winning it now. That's, let's be honest with you. It's almost definite Rear Ripley's coming away with a shock win. So, I mean, yeah. you can change your mind if you want. No, I'm good. No, I'm good. <laughs> All right, fair enough. I'm pretty sure that at some point last year, and I cannot remember for life me what match it was, and I, and I don't care to think that. I don't want to expend any brain power on that. I picked Sami Zayn in a triple threat or in a in a multi man match for the sake of for the sake yeah, of yeah. And I can't remember what match that was, but I would have just thought Ben would have gone. Look, guys, as the host and uh, you know, and in the in the interest of making everything different, I'd have picked Rhea Ripley. Plus, there's, if Ben's picked uh, Nikki Ash, there's about a 90% chance that isn't happening. So, like, all good. But, you know, we are where we are. Anyway, sorry, Ben, what's the next match, mate? Tell you what, you've never, you've never hosted something more difficult than this in your life, have you? Well, the, the, what, the new two the new two trying to guilt me into picking Rhea Ripley in a match she's definitely not winning? Yeah, I think you should. We're, move, we're, move, we're moving on. Oh, I, don't, I, don't, I don't win anything. I don't win anything, but yeah, because you two aren't going to pat me on the back later, are you? You two aren't going to go, oh, well, thanks for taking one for the team, mate. All you two are going to go is, we well, shouldn't have listened to us. You definitely shouldn't have backed Rhea Ripley. Guess what, Ben? You've made another crap prediction. <laughs> <laughs> I'll look at Joe at the top of the leaderboard because Ben, Ben just by chance went to him first. 
You know, I'm not in funny way, but that isn't the issue. That isn't the issue. <laughs> so you're you literally the host of a wrestling prediction cast, and you're pretty crap at wrestling predictions. <laughs> I mean, well, just this is this is unbelievable. This is unbelievable. We're moving on to Edge versus Rollins. Um, Edge versus Rollins. Then um, wild card rules say that Joe automatically gets Seth Rollins. So me and Luke have to have Edge. Um, I don't know where this is going. I genuinely, I genuinely 50-50 do not know where this is going because it, for me, it seems very weird to have Edge lose again. But I thought that Rollins was going to be Reigns' next opponent. And even that's not certain because you've got the whole Finn Balor thing that was going on. It, it doesn't, this could be a two-match feud at least as well. So that could play into it. So the fact that I've had my choice made for me, kind of like you guys said for the Banks versus Bianca Belair one, doesn't doesn't hurt me at all to be honest with you because I genuinely do not know where this is going. Luke, you got any ideas where this is going? Um, I think it. I think Edge will win it. Um, personally, I, I just think that you know he 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 lost. He's coming towards the end of his career, right? He lost at WrestleMania. He's lost recently against Roman Reigns. I just feel like he need. I feel, I feel like he needs this more than Seth Rollins at the moment, just to kind of. I don't know, and and, and, and it will pop the crowd as well. So. Do you not think it's going to hurt Seth Rollins at this point, though? Because Seth no. Rollins doesn't seem I, to have won in ages either. Yeah, doesn't seem Seth to have done Rollins, anything. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. I think it would hurt Edge more than Seth Rollins. Joe, you agree? I actually 100% agree with Luke on this. So if I was picking, I'd pick Edge. because. So I'm, I'm, I'm with you, Ben, right? I'm delighted that the, my hand's been forced on this because I was like, I would all day long give this to Seth Rollins as a, as a win. Because I think he should win this feud, but as Luke says, that's where the real difficulty comes in, and it's literally, it's, it's a difficulty because Edge has been performing crap, right? Where, like, he lost, he lost to WrestleMania and got like basically like sixty-nine with Daniel Bryan to go down for the pin, and then he lost it. He lost to Roman Reigns clean, and it's like, well, if he loses to Seth Rollins clean, what's he going to do next? Fight, fight Humberto Carrillo? Like, you know, and lose that clean. And then he's going to face, like, then he's going to be on 205 Live weighing 230 pounds. Like, it's pretty desperate. I think I think Edge needs to win this. And I don't think it, I don't think that loss hurts Seth Rollins. But I wonder if you might get a rematch of this at Extreme Rules to keep it going. Yeah. I think that's... I wouldn't mind a rematch of. If you give these guys a stipulation, they could do something really good with it. As long as it's not last man standing, they could do something really, really good with this. I think, you know, it's... it's, it's um, Edge versus Rollins is this is going to be potentially the match of the night if they can make it that way. Hundred percent agree. Hundred yeah. percent. So they could they could do some, some really good with this. It's all the last match. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Um. So we'll just see where we're going for there. And I think, like I said, it, it, it's interesting where they then put Rollins because he's he's someone who's in desperate need of something. Rollins has just been doing nothing for months and months and months. Um. And that could play into the. The, the winner of the next match, Reigns versus Cena for the Universal Championship. Um, I think, well, okay, I'm going to go straight off and just say that I don't see anyone but Reigns winning this. Um, I think I agree with Joe, match of the night, but I think Reigns, I can't, cannot see that Cena's going to come and win this, win this, uh, come and win this belt for his, for his uh, record amount of time. Uh, Joe, you agree? Reigns winning this or Cena winning this? You said that you think this is a match of the night. Well, that's what you said. This this is the last match. 
for the oh, match the night. Sorry, sorry, sorry. When I said the last match, I meant as in the last match we predicted. Are you Sasha Banks versus uh, Bianca Bella? Was the other? Like, oh, sorry. okay. So I think I, this. I think this could could potentially be the one of the best matches of the night, though. Don't you? I think this is going to be near finish city, right? Where we're going to see so many like moments where we think. John Cena's got this, John Cena's got this, John Cena's got this, and he hasn't got it. There's no way. There's no way. Why would you do it? Why would you do it? I don't quite know what the situation with John Cena is, whether he's hanging about after this. Um, but I feel like this is going to end in a real, like, crappy, like, Rain Reigns wins cleanish, and then John Cena holds his hand in the air at the end of the match. And I think it's going to be, like, the match, and then the end is going to be very, like, different. That's That's how I see it going. Um, I'm, I, I've, like, I was so excited to see John Cena come back at the end of the last pay per view, and I real and like, and, and it was, it was, a, it was a good moment. And then, over the course of four weeks, he's managed to remind me how much I don't like John Cena. Like when he's doing things like this, when he's in the main title feud, I'm not that interested. When he's got the US title and he's elevating youngsters or n- new people, I'm all over that. Um, he's just like a little. Like he's like a little um, like a pantomime with him when he's talking to the fans sometimes, where he's like, you know, he tells them where they are and he gives them a prop and then he calls people a dick. And you're like, it's just and it, it's 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 been uninspired. But the match is going to be great. John Cena's going to get so many near falls. It's going to be unbelievable. You're going to genuinely believe he's going to win it at some point. And then Roman Reigns is going to be in clean. I do I, I do like John Cena matches. As bad as it sounds, I do really like that. John Cena when he's on form. His matches are great because he because he can do exactly what you said. He can genuinely make you believe he's going to win it. Even and and, and the, the problem is the problem with John Cena's career has been he can genuinely make sure make you think he's going to win it when you don't think he will, and then ultimately he usually does, and you kind of go, oh great, they've actually given it to Cena. The best matches are where you think it's going to go his way and it doesn't kind of thing. But Cena versus I mean one of my favorite matches of all time was was Cena versus Owens on Raw for the US Championship. That was an amazing match for exactly the reasons we're talking about because you just didn't see it coming the way it did and it was it was that near miss near fall kind of thing. So this yeah. could be that and could work really well. I, I, I get it right. If you've got John Cena for a year, that's what you do with him, right? You put him in the undercut, you like you put him in the US title holder and you put everyone against him and you make people like. But if you got him for a month, which they seem to have, you put him in the main title feud and you make you you and him you, him and Roman Reigns exchange stingers about how Roman Reigns got rid of Dean Ambrose. I wonder what he's up to. Oh, yeah. We'll start a holder in the rival company. And then mention uh, John Cena having a relationship with Nikki Bella. And I think they're both now married separately. So, yes. what's the point? It, do, you not, do you not think... And I'm, I'm, I am going to get a prediction in a second, Luke. Sorry, I know me and Joe are just talking all the way through this. Do you not think that they give John Cena too much... Like They, they give the, the, too much of the lion's share of those zingers to Cena and Reigns gets nothing. Because that that exchange on SmackDown, like last episode, Reigns just seemed to come out really poorly from it, and Cena seemed to get all the best of the best of the exchange. Is that what is that is that what, what your guys' opinion? It felt to me a bit. Sorry, it felt to me a bit unscripted. Uh, it felt to me a bit unscripted a little bit, and I, and I, and I've got a lot of time for that. But then I just think they 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 sort of regress back into like, well, the WWE audience is not very intelligent, and what will they remember? They will remember Nikki Bella and Dean Ambrose. Like that's like you know like there's so many things you could t- like and it's and it's this weird like little line around kayfabe where it's like do we have been pushing you for ten years well well 
go on that then. Like push on yeah. that then. And also, also in Roman in John Cena's speech, you went, and also you've buried Seth Rollins. I'm thinking, well, Seth Rollins is having a match with Edge that won the Royal Rumble this year, and like we're meant to be like thinking that's a good match. So why are you telling us that Roman Reigns is buried Seth Rollins? It just it like. It was so much like the promo itself was good, but the content was terrible. Yeah, I'd, I'd exactly go with that. You watched it thinking this is you're really excited by it, as stupid as it sounds. And then actually, when you thought about it, you went, "That was like as 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 Roman was left smiling to himself and Cena left the ring." You went, "Well, this Roman just looks like a proper chump here," and and Cena walks away again, looking like the glorious champ kind of thing so he's in, just... yeah, he's, he's in for a month and it's reminded you that you should probably check out what Dean Ambrose is up to and that Seth Rollins is crap well that's not that's not serving any yeah. terms that's not serving any terms is it that's like that's like that's surely the opposite of what WWE want you to do um Luke me and Joe have been speaking now for about five minutes on this match <laughs> um and you are very patiently waited to give your view um your view is clearly that John Cena is going to win this right no <laughs> so, what, I mean, so you've never you've never seen John Cena before no. properly. You've never had him come into the ring. You've never had him wrestle. You you've only seen him on kind of like the the best of bits and when they do highlight stuff. Um, what's your view on John Cena having seen him properly for the first time, doing the promos, being in that main event picture? It's too facey for me. It's mm. too much of a face. Like I don't like the way he like eggs on the crowd to cheer all the time. Um, I don't know. I mean, obviously, I get the hype, and he's obviously a big deal. But as someone who hasn't watched it for, you know, hasn't watched him before, then I just, I don't know. I don't. He's it, like, do you know, like Apollo, if Apollo Cruz was big, like a big name, he that would be who he would be. Like that, that before he turned heel, like do you know, when Apollo yeah. Cruz was just like a wishy-washy face that didn't really do anything. That that's how it feels like to me with John Cena. That's probably controversial, and I, don't, and I still don't like his music. So, um, I can't get on board with that. I can't get on board with you not liking his music. His music is 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 probably the best thing John Cena's got going about him. It's just it's just I love it. I love, whenever that whenever that tune starts, I go for it. I think it's great. He, no, that's the thing, right? He's a classic. He's like he's like a yeah boo, isn't he? So you like yeah. you hear the music and go yeah, and then you realise oh it's John Cena. I hate him. Boom. Well, that's what you do. Like every yeah. time that music kicks in, you're like oh amazing, it's John Cena, and you're like oh no, actually John Cena's tall. I also don't like his knee pads. So. I mean, you are you you have very quickly, and it's quite it's quite good actually. You've actually very quickly tuned into everything that people hate about John Cena in the three four weeks he's been back. Because this is this is what we this is what like me and Joe watching John Cena kind of peak John Cena. This was this was it. You're seeing, and he has come back, and he is being peak John Cena. He is being the John Cena that that we saw, and was the worst of the John Cena, where he would not lose, and he's the reason he's got 16 belts and could get the the most belts in WWE and whatever. There is a reason for that, and there's a reason that the fans hated him. I think what they've done really well, and this is a testament, is Roman Reigns is a big enough heel and a good enough heel that the crowd are actually cheering for John Cena as a as a unit. They actually, we don't get as much of a divide as we usually would when John Cena comes back, but that's only going to work if Cena loses. That's it, really. So we'll wait and see. So to clarify, I'm going with Roman Reigns. <laughs> Fair enough. I just uh, clarify, mate. We're without. <laughs> well, I just said it, so I just wanted to make sure. Um, as a last point, before we, before we sign this off, um, and we've we've pretty much hit the hours as as we expected to. Um, who's next for Roman Reigns? 
Where do you see it? Where no, do you see Roman Reigns going next then after Cena? Not Goldberg. <laughs> uh, do we think it's Rollins? Do we think it's Bal- Do we think Balor's getting his 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 rematch or the match he never got? Sorry, his actual match. Where would you Where would you like to see or who do you think it's going to be? Or do you think it's be Baron Corbin cashing in the money in the bank briefcase? I think Balor, and I think we might get Balor versus Baron Corbin on the pre-show. Ah, oh, see, but, but Baron Corbin's. I think it's Baron Corbin versus. Uh, Big E, because Baron Corbin stole the uh, Money in the Bank briefcase. Oh, God. So, exactly. are you right? It could it could well have been Balor versus Corbin, but I think that might be the direction they're going instead, is the Corbin versus Big E. I mean, if Corbin can cash in the Money in the Bank briefcase, they've essentially made the Money in the Bank briefcase a 24-7 championship. That you can steal it and cash it in. So that's definitely something that shouldn't be happening. Sorry, because you can just run in and random contract signings and just write your name over. <laughs> there is that as well, yeah. <laughs> I'm going to do that work next, next time I get, like, next time I see someone getting a promotion, I'm just going to run in, like, F, like attitude adjustment on the table and then just sign my name and then I'll be the CEO of my company. Yeah, that's, how, that's legally how it works. Joe, I'm going to go with? Go on. I'm going to go with a triple threat between Reigns, Edge and Seth Rollins. See, that's good, that. Yeah, well, I'd, I'd take that. That won't, that won't happen then. That won't happen. <laughs> <laughs> you lower your expectations, please. It's going to be Goldberg versus Reigns at Extreme Rules. <laughs> it has annoyed me that Bala hasn't come out and challenged Cena yet. Mm. That like Bala hasn't come out and said to Cena like, "Well, what what the hell? Like, you know, you've completely screwed me over, Mister Man of the People. Like, that was my shot, and you've completely yeah. screwed me over. I just but- want that conversation." By signing my contract with a blue marker pen. Yeah. By completely, like, I've had me, I've had out with Baron Corbin. I've embarrassed him. Like, me and you should definitely, there should be something here. Like, they're never going to have a match. They're never going to risk Cena before before SummerSlam. But it does make Finn Balor like a proper chump. And that's really bothered me, that. It's like, come on, like, just have Balor say something to Cena. So, I, I think that's, that's, a, that's a missed opportunity, if, if there ever was one. So, right then. I think we. I just mean, to be honest, with Balor, I just want the feud of him and Kevin Owens. The um, on the basis that that is like what you think you look like in a mirror versus what you do look like in a mirror. <laughs> <laughs> the reality versus expectation match, at extreme. Yeah, that's exactly right. The week. That's 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 a great gimmick for a match. <laughs> <laughs> and if you've got any other suggestions for that, it's at Predictcast on Twitter. So any other reality versus expectation matches using the WWE roster. So we'll take that every day of the week. Um, anything but, last? Any last thoughts on SummerSlam before we go further? Go on, Luke. I was just going to say I know the whole Corbin thing with the Money in the Bank stolen briefcase. If that is pre-show, do you think there could be a cash-in? I don't. I, no, I don't think they've done enough for Big E recently. I think this is just to give B, Big E something to do. So I think mm. Big E goes with Corbin. He wins his his briefcase back. Corbin descends even further. I think it's just to just to keep Big E busy and to keep Corbin's story going, because I think it's a it's it's a it's a bit weak, but it keeps both of them busy. I, I don't think they've done enough for Big E to make him a challenger. I think they need to do something with Big E. They need to have him in a decent feud, and that should not be Baron Corbin. Though to be fair, Baron Corbin's been the most interesting he's been since he's on the main roster. This is the most interesting. Ah, that's not saying much. But this is actually a decent story for Baron Corbin. He is fairly interesting as a character at the moment. But it, I, there's just no good way this goes. There, there's no good payoff for this story. That, you're never going to get him to be cheered. You're never going to get the crowd to be sympathetic. So what are you doing with him? 
Well, there's a good way to pay it off, which is you just get Baron Corbin to keep the belt and sell it. There's either the money in the money in the money in the bank, bank, and you get him to sell the briefcase to someone, maybe um, Cameron Grimes. Or, uh... that's, that's 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 actually a good story. Again, that's a really good story. And then have Big E versus Thingy for the Money in the Bank belt. The only problem is they already did this Money in the Bank versus thing last time. Like when it was Otis versus The Miz. So uh, I'll tell you what, if Otis gets the, belt, the Money in the Bank uh, back this time, that would be a turn for the books, wouldn't it? Happy days. <laughs> Goes full circle. He sells it to Otis, and there we go, full circle. Otis versus Otis cashes in, and we get the championship match we always uh, we always hoped we'd get. Long gone the days where King Corbin's feeding Roman Reigns dog food. Thankfully, right there. I mean, I'm, I mean, compared to Raw at the moment, I missed that. <laughs> right. Well, on that, on that, on that massive statement. Um, it's now your chance to get involved, listeners at home. The PredictCast is an ongoing competition with your chance to win WWE merch every single round. There will be a link to the predictions form. It's absolutely free, and you will enter into the same league that everybody else has entered into as well um, for your chance to win big prizes at the end of the season, which is WrestleMania. So there's still loads and loads and loads of rounds to play to claw your way back. And if your predictions are as bad as mine, as Joe seems to think mine are, You've got a chance of at least beating me if no one else. So um, just get involved. You can find that form in the prediction um, comments for the podcast. Also at PredictCast on Twitter. And just search for the Wrestling PredictCast on Facebook for all of the information for that. And in two weeks' time, me and Luke, at least, will definitely be uh, reviewing SummerSlam. And Joe might be here. So thank you very much, fellas. Cheers, mate. Sounds like you're going to kill me. (laughs) <laughs> I might do after the way you've been talking about my about hosting skills and predicting skills. It's been very harsh on me today. The first um, time the podcast has been used in a police inquiry. <laughs> <laughs> Goodbye, everyone.